0: CHAPTER 9 EFFECT OF COMPLIANCE AND NON-COMPLIANCE WITH Baba's ORDER AT THE TIME OF TAKING LEAVE At the end of the last chapter, it was briefly stated that the Bhaks who obeyed Baba's orders at the time of taking leave fared well, and those who disobeyed them suffered many a mishap. This statement will be amplified and illustrated with a few striking instances ...and by other matters dealt with in this chapter. Characteristic of Shirdi – Pilgrimage One special peculiarity of Shirdi pilgrimage was... ...that none could leave Shirdi without Baba's permission... ...and if he did, he invited troubles. If anyone was asked to quit Shirdi, he could stay there no longer. Baba gave certain suggestions or hints... When devotees went to bid goodbye and take leave, these suggestions had to be followed. If they were not followed or were departed from, accidents were sure to befall them. We give below a few instances. Tatya Kote Patil Tatya Kote Patil was once going in a Tonga to Kopargao Bazar. He came in haste to the masjid. Saluted Baba and said that he would go to Kopargao Bazaar. Baba said, Don't make haste. Stop a little. Forget the bazaar. Don't go out of the village. On seeing his anxiousness to go, Baba asked him to take Shama, that is Madhura Deshpande, with him. Not minding this direction, Tatya Kote Patil immediately drove off in his Tonga. Of the two horses, one which cost rupees 300 was very active and restless. After passing Sauli Vihir, it began to run harshly, caught a sprain in its waist and fell down. Tatya was not much hurt, but was reminded of Mother Sai's direction. On another occasion, while proceeding to Kolhar village, he disregarded Baba's direction and drove in a tonga, which met with a similar accident. European Gentleman One European gentleman of Mumbai once came to Shirdi with an introductory note from Nana Sahib Sandulkar, and with some object in view. He was comfortably accommodated in a tent. He wanted to kneel before Baba and kiss his hand. Therefore, he tried thrice to step into the masjid. But Baba prevented him from doing so. He was asked to sit in the open courtyard below and take Baba's darshan from there. Not pleased with the reception he got, he wanted to leave Shirdi at once and came to bid goodbye. Baba asked him to go the next day and not go in a hurry. People also requested him to abide by Baba's instructions. Not listening to all this, he left Shirdi in a Tonga. The horses ran all right. But when Sauli Vihir was passed, a bicycle came in front, on seeing which the horses were frightened and ran fast. Tonga turned topsy-turvy, and the gentleman fell down and was dragged over some distance. He was immediately rescued, but had to go and lie in Koparga hospital for the treatment of his injuries. Such experiences were lesion, and people learnt the lesson that those who disobeyed Baba's instructions met with accidents, in one way or the other, and those who obeyed them were safe and happy. The Necessity of Mendicancy Now to return to the question of mendicancy, a question may arise in the minds of some, that if Baba was such a great personage, God manifest, why should he have to take recourse to begging bowl throughout his life? This question may be considered and replied from two standpoints. 1. Who are the people who have the right to live by the begging bowl? Ashastras say that those persons who after getting rid or becoming free from their three main desires that is, progeny, wealth or fame and accept sannyas are the fit persons to live by begging alms. They cannot make cooking arrangements and dine at their home, and the duty of feeding them is laid on the shoulders of householders. Sai Baba was neither a householder nor vanaprastha. He was a celibate sannyasi, that is, sannyasi from boyhood. His firm conviction was that the universe was his home, and he was the Lord Vasudev, the supporter of the universe and the imperishable Brahma. So, he had full right to take recourse to begging. Second, now from the standpoint of Panchasuna, five sins and their atonement. We all know that in order to prepare foodstuffs and meals, the householders have to go through five actions or processes: that is, khandani, pounding, peshni, grinding, udakumbhi, washing pots, marjani, sweeping and cleaning, chuli, lighting heathers. These processes involve destruction of a lot of small insects and creatures, and thus the householders incur sin. In order to atone for his sins, our Shastras prescribe six kinds of sacrifices. First, Brahma Yadnya. Second, Veda offering to Brahman or the study of Vedas. Third, Pitri Yajna, offerings to the ancestors. Fourth, Devayadnya, offering to the gods. Fifth, Bhuta Yadnya, offerings to the beings. Sixth, Manushay Atithi Yadnya, offerings to the men or the uninvited guest. If these sacrifices enjoined by the shastras are duly performed, the purification of their mind is effected, and this helps them to get knowledge and self-realisation. Baba, in going from house to house, reminded the inmates of their sacred duty, and fortunate were the people who got the lesson at their homes from Baba. Devotees Experiences Now to return to the other more interesting subject, Lord Krishna has said in the Bhagavad Gita 9.26, Whoever devoutly offers to me a leaf A flower or a fruit or water of that pure hearted man, I accept that pious offerings. In the case of Sai Baba, if a devotee intended really to offer anything to Sai Baba and if he afterwards forgot to offer the same, Baba reminded him or his friend about the offering and made him bring it to him and then accepted it and blessed the devotee. A few instances are given below. Tarkhad Family, Father and Son Mr. Ramchandra Atmaram, alias, Baba Sahib Tarkhad, formerly a Prarthana Samajist, was a staunch devotee of Sai Baba. His wife and son loved Baba equally, or perhaps more. It was once proposed that Master Tarkhad should go with his mother to Shirdi and spend his summer vacations there. But the son was unwilling to go as he thought that in case he left his home in Bandra, the worship of Sai Baba in the house would not be properly attended to by his father because his father was a Prarthana Samajist who would not care to worship Sai Baba's picture. However, on his father's giving an assurance under oath that he would perform the worship exactly as his son was doing, the mother and the son left for Shirdi on a Friday night. Next day, that Saturday, Mr. Tarkhad got up early, took his bath, and before proceeding with the puja, prostrated before the shrine and said, Baba, I am going to perform the puja exactly as my son has been doing. But please, let it not be a formal drill. Saying so, he performed the puja and offered a few pieces of lump sugar as nevidya. That's the offering. The sugar was distributed at lunchtime. That evening and next day, Sunday, everything went on well. The following Monday was a working day and it also passed well. Mr. Tarkhad, who had never performed puja like this in all his life, felt great confidence within himself that everything was passing on quite satisfactorily as per the promise given to the son. Next Tuesday, he performed the morning puja as usual and left for his work. Coming home at noon, He found out that there was no prasad, sugar, to partake of when the meal was served. He asked the servant cook who told him that there was no offering made that morning and that he had completely forgotten to perform that part of the puja, that is, offering Nevidya. At this, he left his seat and prostrated himself before the shrine, expressed his regret, at the same time chiding Baba for the want of guidance in making the whole affair a matter of mere drill. Then he wrote a letter to his son, stating the facts and requested him to lay it at Baba's feet and ask his pardon for his neglect. This happened in Bandra at about Tuesday noon. At about the same time, when the Noon Aarti was about to commence in Shirdi, Baba said to Mrs. Tarkhad, Mother, I had been to your house in Bandra with a view to have something to eat. I found the door locked. I somehow got an entry and found to my regret that, That Bhau, that's Mr. Tarkhad, had left nothing for me to eat. So, I have returned with my hunger unappeased. The lady did not understand. But the son, who was close by, understood the whole thing. That there was something wrong with the puja in Bandra. And he therefore requested Baba to permit him to go home. Baba refused that, but allowed him to perform puja there. Then the son wrote a letter to his father stating all that took place at Shirdi and implored his father not to neglect the puja at home. Both these letters crossed each other and were delivered to the respective parties the next day. Is this not wonderful? Mrs. Tarkhad Let us now take up the case of Mrs. Tarkhad herself. She offered three things. First, Bharat roasted brinjal mixed with curds and spice two katsriya, circular pieces of brinjal fried in ghee and third pedha that's a sweet meat ball let us see how baba accepted these once mr raghuveer bhaskar purandary of bandra a great devotee of baba started for shirdi with family Mrs. Tarkhad went to Mrs. Purandare and gave her two brinjals and requested her to prepare bharit of one brinjal and katsarya of the other, when she went to Shirdi and served Baba with them. After reaching Shirdi, Mrs. Purandare went with her dish of bharit to the masjid, when Baba was just sitting for meals. Baba found the bharit very tasty, so he distributed it to all and said that he wanted katsarya now. A word was sent to Radha Krishnamai that Baba wanted Kacharya. She was in a fix, as that was no season for brinjals. How to get brinjals was the question. When an inquiry was made as to who brought the Bharit, it was found that Mrs. Purandare was entrusted with the duty of serving Kacharya. Everybody then came to know the significance of Baba's inquiry regarding Kacharya and was wonderstruck at Baba's or pervasive knowledge. In December 1915, one Govind Balram Mankar wanted to go to Shirdi to perform the obisquies of his father. Before he left, he came to see Mr. Tarkhad. Then Mrs. Tarkhad wanted to send something with him to Baba. She searched the whole house but found nothing except a pedha which had already been offered as Nevitya. The boy Govind was in mourning. Out of great devotion to Baba, she sent the pedha with him hoping that Baba would accept and eat it. Govind went to Shirdi and saw Baba, but forgot to take the peda with him. Baba simply waited. When again he went to Baba in the afternoon, he went empty-handed, without the peda. Baba could wait no longer and did ask him straight, ''What did you bring for me?'' ''Nothing,'' was the reply. Baba asked him the question, ''Did not Mother, Mrs. Tarkhad, give some sweet meat to you for me at the time of your starting?'' The boy then remembered the whole thing. He felt abashed, asked Baba's pardon, ran to his lodging, brought the pedha and gave it to Baba. As soon as Baba got it in his hand, he put it in his mouth and gulped it down. Thus, the devotion of Mrs. Tarkhad was recognized and accepted. As men believe in me, so do I accept them. Gita 4.11 was proved in this case. Baba fed sumptuously. How? Once Mrs. Tarkhad was staying in a certain house in Shirdi. At noon, meals were ready and being served. When a hungry dog turned up there and began to bark, Mrs. Tarkhad got up at once and threw a piece of bread, which the dog curbed with great relish. In the afternoon when she went to the masjid and sat at some distance, Sai Baba said to her, Mother, You have fed me sumptuously. My famished pranas, that is life forces, have been satisfied. Ever act like this and this will stand you in good stead. Sitting in this masjid, I shall never, never speak untruth. Take pity on me like this. First, give bread to the hungry and then eat yourself. Note this well. She could not understand at first the meaning of what Baba said. So she replied, Baba, how could I feed you? I am myself dependent on others and take my food from them on payment. Then Baba replied, Eating that lovely bread, I am heartily content and I am still belching. The dog which you saw before meals and to which you gave the piece of bread is one with me. So also are the creatures, cats, pigs, flies, cows etc., are one with me. I am roaming in their forms. He who sees me in all the creatures is my beloved. So, abandon the sense of duality and distinction and serve me as you did today. Drinking these nectar-like words, she was moved. Her eyes were brimming with tears. Her throat was choked and her joy knew no bounds. Moral See God in all beings is the moral of this chapter. The Upanishads, the Gita and the Bhagavat all extort us to perceive God or divinity in all the creatures by the instance given at the end of this chapter and other numerous to mention. Sai Baba has practically demonstrated to us how to put the Upanishadic teachings into practice. In this way, Sai Baba stands as the best exponent or teacher of the Upanishadic doctrines. Bow to Sri Sai. Peace to all. Om Sai Ram